alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know Flatterson's, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Hello and welcome to Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit this week. Because of me, we are doing a little banter. Unfortunately, we did not have time for a regularly scheduled episode. We are human after all. My name is Cody and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. First day back to work today. Mm. Bit of a drag, I can say that confidently. Yeah, so for those who don't know, I was in Florida for the last five days. I went to a music festival, which I'll uh, talk about in detail probably throughout this episode here. Because it was quite... It was quite... I've never seen that many people... In one area before it, it was astounding actually. But yeah, I, and it, it was ahead. Florida, so you might want to check yourself for herpes. <laughs> you know what? I I think I'll do that in my next physical. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as I, I was telling Phil off the air, I got off work Thursday, got on the good to the airport, got on the plane. Uh, my flight was at like fucking nine thirty, I think, or something like that, and. You know, I'm just jamming out to my music. When I'm in the airport, I just kind of listen to music, not really paying attention to what's going on. Yep. They load us on the plane, and I'm just listening. I'm, like, waiting. You know, it takes a little bit to get going. And I keep hearing the intercom go on and off, and I'm not... I didn't really... I thought it was just, you know, the announcements or something. And I caught just the tail end of it. I don't even know what they were talking about, but... (laughs) The pilot was like, well, this is something we usually happens automatically. Now we got to do it manually. I don't know what that is. I heard it was jump-starting the plane engine. Um, (laughs) Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, in like 1915 when they had to have the dude jump up and grab the propeller. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's the last time that shit was happening, but I don't know. We're stuck on the plane. This is like an hour, you know, after we're supposed to depart. And then he comes back on and says, hey, there's storms in Florida. We, we're going to get more fuel. He's like, oh, it'll only be 15 minutes. Fucking 40 minutes later, then we finally take off. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it, it was 2 a.m. when I landed there. So, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was, uh, it was a long day. It was basically from I got out of the airport at 530 and it was 2 a.m. in Eastern time, which would be 1 a.m. our time, when everything was settled. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I don't know what's yeah. going on there, but it's just, it's not fun. Yeah, so basically a short trip to Florida might as well have turned into a fucking flight to like, <laughs> yeah. Iceland or yeah. something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. I, I don't, so my... Uh, my younger brother went back in his uh, enlisted Air Force days, was doing a lot of like the bigger planes, working on that kind of stuff. And he always kind of told me about 
this like unit that jump starts the engines for those planes. So I wonder if maybe they had to go out and grab one of those units. But that, that's yeah, kind of what it sounded like. That would be, I mean, if that happened in Arizona, they would have to probably get you off the plane because that plane would heat up awfully quick without the engines running and the air going, unless they did have the air going at the time. I don't remember. I was pretty comfortable. It was a cold day in Minnesota that day. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I finally got there. I'll tell, talk about coming back real quick here. So this one, I was at the airport waiting to come home and mm. tip. this is so stereotypical and kind of a meme, honestly, about old people in Florida. <laughs> I'm sitting there at the thing and I see, I swear to God, Phil, 14 old people in wheelchairs waiting to get on the plane. So I knew immediately it's going to be delayed a bit. Oh, and yeah. that ended up turning into 45 minutes before we actually took off. And it was like 4 p.m. my time before I got home finally. And ugh. yeah, I was done with traveling. You just yell at the lady behind the counter, like once that plane lands, once that plane lands, just be like, hey, start creating those fucking old people on right now. <laughs> Let's go. They can you know, be on while you fuel up. It's fine. You know, what was really weird. So I didn't feel like paying $50 to choose my seat, right? Coming home. Yeah. And they, of course, they put me in the middle between two people. Yep. Now, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was a father and a son on the opposite ends of me. And they just never asked if they could just like sit together or something. They just sit yeah. separate with me in the middle. Yeah, no one wants to sit, bitch. No matter what, it's it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So there was one situation I had where I was sitting in the middle because I didn't pay extra for my seat, and there was a husband and a wife who were like trying to talk to each other. Oh, they both God. had aisle seats, but they were like three rows apart. And I just kind of like I looked over and I was like, oh. Because the guy, you know, the guy was sitting next to me. I was like, oh, sir, if you if you and or your wife, you know, if you guys want to switch seats, I could like, you know, move so that you guys could sit together. They're like, no, we actually paid extra so that we could both have aisle seats. It's like, oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I thought I'd be good, but they would rather sit separate than have one of them have to sit, bitch. So I do prefer the like aisle. So it's easy to get to the bathroom. <laughs> Yes. But whatever, yeah. I guess. If you got to have them get up, you got to have them get up. Everyone kind of, all dudes want to be taller. But when it comes to travel, I did kind of luck out. Because I'm just short enough that I, like, sitting in a normal airplane, like, seat, I don't have to, like, tuck my knees back at all. I'm just at 5'11". So it's not, you know, my knees barely touch the the seat in front of me. But I I know people who are, like, 6'3", six, 6'5". Who have a real rough time like yeah. getting into those seats. Yeah. I I could probably sit in a kid's seat, to be honest with you. Yeah, my uh my brothers, <sighs> they both need to like they have to sit like in the aisle because they're their so legs tall. are just long enough that their knees are crunched. So. Yeah. Well, especially Jay. And yeah. less too a little bit, but especially Jay. So let me tell you about the concert here. And um, okay. I'm gonna list off the bands that I saw, and I think some of these you might know. So the first band that was playing that I really wanted to see, Suicide Silence, you probably never heard of them. Nope. Kind of a death metal band. And then from there, who is Alice Cooper, Pantera. Oh, <laughs> then we saw Incubus, mm -hmm. Deftones, and Tool. Now, Phil. That's not bad. That's, no, it's good. I mean, honestly, actually, let me rephrase that. In 2002, that's really not bad. 
Let me tell you, Phil. Pantera put on the best show I've ever seen in my life. It was mm. so good. I know the lead singer says some racist stuff, but he seems <laughs> to have cleaned up his act a little bit. But uh, I don't know. It was just they were so fucking good. Yeah, he might <laughs> he might hate many other races and many other but god can he rock <laughs> yeah dude he can oh my god it was awesome tool was really weird as to be expected it was weird because you know you always he i don't know if you know much about tool but i i know there's gonna be long like solos yeah basically the the radio version of the songs that you love are gonna be extended by about 10 minutes in concert from what i've heard that for some reason and it's kind of annoying, but it kind of fits with their thing is they played like three of the hit songs and then five 12 minute long songs. Just yep. <sighs> ridiculous. But um, but yeah, I was kind of because the lead singer is kind of a weird guy. Right. And he mm-hmm. was like hiding in the shadows of this <laughs> stage while he was singing. And it, it, which is weird for a lead singer. Right. Like you couldn't see nothing but his silhouette. And Maybe he's trying to catch that Doors vibe. Yeah. Jim Morrison, like, eat back to the audience, kind of out of the spotlight. If he went Jim Morrison, he'd have to whip his dick out on stage. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I found out later he was wearing, like, prosthetic breasts and dressed like a lady and makeup on because he was protesting, you know, Florida has a lot of anti-gay laws that the governor's putting into effect so he was like protesting all that stuff okay i can see yeah yeah i don't know the funny thing is i've heard all of those their songs but i I don't really get into bands so like i know i know the lead singer of like slipknot and like a couple other bands what their names are but i don't really like get into their politics or who they are as people yeah so i care about the art not the artist Right, right. Like a a true asshole. (laughs) I just don't give a fuck about the human who makes it. Um, Yeah, I I totally agree. I guess unless they're singing about a hate message, maybe (laughs) that's a different (laughs) thing. But uh, but yeah, it's I don't know. Pantera was so good. Oh, my God. You know, I love Pantera, but that was just I feel like I have to ask. Go ahead. So I went to a concert once that had it was. Pantera was there and Slipknot was the 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 headliner was Slipknot, but Pantera was was also so it was it was a weird mix. It was half skinheads for Pantera and it was half like kind of grungy kids for Slipknot. How like what percentage of the audience would you say were like the Pantera skinhead fans? I didn't see a single one. I'm not saying they aren't there. They may have all either went to prison or died off. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess they sold 175,000 passes. So I would say where we were for, let's just say Pantera, right? And Pantera yep. wasn't even as packed as Tool was. We were probably halfway to the stage, and we are pretty far back still. We left like at the end song just to try to get the fuck out of there. And it takes about five minutes to walk past all the people behind you that we're watching too. So there had to be at least, I would say 60 to 80,000 people watching. Cool. Yeah. That's too many fuckers. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. In my younger days, it would have been fine being in, you know, but, ugh, but you know, all what those the, with the sticky, wor- stinky people. 
Yeah, it it was outside and nobody was really like crunched together, but it okay, was yeah. holy fuck, it was a lot of people and all I smelled was weed the whole time. Just oh, weed yeah. weed fucking everywhere. But uh the least pleasant thing out of the whole thing was the cost of a sixteen ounce beer. How much do you think a sixteen ounce beer was there? Ooh. At that festival? Okay, let's start with um, the cheap the cheap American sixteen ounce beer. Ooh, did they have Bud Light on discount? No. <laughs> no, but Bud Light um, was like sponsoring it. Oh, Bud Light was sponsoring it? Okay. Um, I'm going to say it was $13 in coupons. Ooh, $11 for a Bud Light or a Bud Heavy. And for a craft beer, it could be between 13 to 15 Okay, so, I, yeah, I mean... If you go to like a baseball game, well, actually, check that. So most baseball games they kind of have reduced prices for beers because they're trying to get people in the door. Yeah. Because most baseball games are empty. Playoff, <laughs> a playoff baseball game beer cost, maybe. I heard that. Okay, so the indie car, you know how it's like catching on in the United States, yeah. and they'll play. I think they were at Daytona, the Daytona 500 Speedway or whatever. Um, how much do you think? A family size nachos was there at the Indy race, but with Formula One cars. Oh, a family size nacho thing. I'm going to say $19. $200 for what? Yes. I Is it sw- a, does it come in a bathtub? <laughs> it was $200 for like a family size nachos. I've heard that Formula One's really expensive to like go to in the United States. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. Are you buying stock in the fucking company <laughs> that sells the nachos along with the not like how can it be that expensive? I because only rich people can go see fucking Formula One. Yeah, I guess, but oh, man, I right? That's insane. I am I am like firmly against bringing food in a purse or a bag into a venue. But at those prices, I'd be totally for it. Like some fucking scrunchy sandwiches from grandma. Like honestly, <laughs> that's that's not that's that's fucking insane. It's like, probably like a thousand dollars a ticket to go yeah. see Formula One. That must be one of those things where it's a flex just having a ticket. Yeah, I'm sure it is. You know, because the Netflix thing came out, and then all of a sudden it started catching on the United States, and I suppose they gotta import the cars over here and. They're like, oh, American. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So they're not like American indie. Like, they're not the American open wheel, like Indy 500 car. They're like the, the they're like McLarens. And the Euro- whatever fuck. the Europeans use. Oh, they're the Europeans. Oh, like the Lotuses and the McLaren fucking Ferrari. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know, I like. Gotcha. I thought, I thought you meant like the indie cars, like the American open wheel race cars. No, no. Whatever okay. those little things that go like two fifty. Um, yeah, and those. they go into like the kind of yeah. No, so there's like the American version, which is kind of like the Indy five hundred, like the open wheel, and then there's the the European style, which is like the you know like Le Mans and all that all that that stuff. I can see. Okay, I can see that because yes, that is like all rich people. That is yeah. like my company bought five tickets. And I'm important enough to get one of them. Yeah. 
type yeah. shit. The Indy 500 is all white trash. Yeah. <laughs> no, I cannot see. I thought you meant Indy 500, that kind of thing. I was like, no one's buying nachos at 200 bucks. No, formula, the Formula no. One cars. No, no, that's that's those people's like that's their that's their fucking entire month's like beer budget. It's 200 bucks, those people. So, yeah. Okay, I get you. Do you know how many cans of Bud Light that is? That's like, what, 10 cases or something? Maybe Uh, not that many. You can get a good discount on Bud Light right now. But let me think. Yeah, I mean, a good a suitcase, you could probably get, yeah, like maybe eight or nine of the Dirty 30s for about 200 bucks. You know what I heard about, you know, obviously Bud Light, that's a big controversy made a lot of certain individuals upset. So those cans with uh, Dylan, I don't know his last name, it was like a special edition you would have had to buy. Like, that's not going to be on every single can. Yeah, I, I heard you have to buy them off the internet is yeah, one of the deals. So, you don't get them, like, at the store. So I don't know what Kid Rock, what he's shooting about, because he's not going to have those cans unless he special orders them. Yeah, I think it's mostly the 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 video post. The uh there was a like a video that that person was in and kind of saying how much they like Bud White to pregame and to drink it. That's kind of what I saw. I saw like a, a basically they had a you know, the commentary compilation of people talking shit about it while it played side by side deal. It was one of those videos and I think that's why everyone was so upset because of this this one like advertisement. But I don't know. I don't know what I I mean, I don't like I'm not a huge cheap beer drinker. I like kind of the yeah, you like the going fancy to the bar. Shit. I like the fancy shit, not the fancy shit. I like the the mid fancy pub <laughs> shit. Like, Blue yeah, moon. I don't go. To, I don't go to the super fancy bars where they have them like in on a rack and you drink like the three sip shot, whatever. The, you know, honestly, the, the fancy shit. I drink it out of a pint, a big fucking frosty pint, basically. Honestly, I'll say this. Maybe you can agree or disagree. I obviously I think craft beers taste better, especially if they're local to where you are. Um, mm. But you got to be careful. You better read the alcohol content because. Oh, yeah. You can have like four Coors Light verse two of whatever craft beer and. uh Cause sometimes, sometimes I'll be like, I'll have two of whatever, an IPA or like whatever sounds good. And I'll be like, God damn, I got a buzz already. What is going on? And yep. then it's like, oh, this is like 7% alcohol. Okay. Well, that answers that. I was going to say too, know the place that you're going and know the beer that you like to drink and just keep getting the same one. The problem is like the place that I go is uh, Oso in Gilbert and I get like their, their Pilsner style kind of beer. It's called a bright. Sometimes though, they will crack open a keg of that. And for some reason that season, it was a little spicy because they make it there themselves. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like the normal beer you're drinking is now like times two alcohol (laughs) content. Like, through no fault of their own. They didn't mean to make it 8% alcohol. It just came out that way, even yeah. though it was only supposed to be like four or five. So I will say, though, the the wide distribution beer that I like, that I'll drink if I go to a place that's not like a pub like that, Blue Moon. I drink Blue Moons. Yeah, mostly, Blue Moon's good. With an orange in it, like a bitch. So I like that. I, th- <laughs> I think the alcohol content in the beers and the flavor 
it kind of makes you look like how much quality, higher quality of items they're using to make the beers than like mm-hmm. whatever, a Bud Light or Coors Light or Miller Light or whatever. You know, the quality of the ingredients pretty clearly is quite a bit different. I remember going back to Iowa and hanging out with uh, some of my family out there and not remembering how many people in Iowa drank Bush Light. Oh, yeah. I had- and Bush Light is supposedly the sludge at the bottom of the Bud Light, the big the big uh, cauldrons they make Bud Light in. Supposedly, they sweep up like the remains and make Bush White out of that. <laughs> or that might be just a, just a myth, but... I would, you know I what? would believe it because it kind of tastes like leftover. Sounds like a sub D episode, but I know people here drink Bush Light Actually. because it's cheap. Mm. It's like cheaper than all the other ones, but not cheap enough for like Ice House or Red Dog or any of that shit. No, a lot of so there was a lot of people in the town in Iowa that I went to who specifically ordered Bush Light because they like it. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I had one a few weeks ago at a bar. I was at it was all right, but I was already a few bar a few beers in, so maybe it just tasted better. <laughs> yeah, I will say though, I did. So we went to the bar that night, and we got a couple of buckets of the Bushlight uh, Tall Boys, and I did have a couple. I <laughs> it was uh, yeah, I didn't. There was from the time I started to the time I finished, there was no increase in like drunkenness at all so i started ordering uh jack jack and cokes and the lady looked at me she said you sure (laughs) i was like yeah (laughs) and it was the biggest cheapest jack and coke i've probably had in 10 years it was was fucking it was a huge huge glass mostly jack and it cost me like three bucks or something yeah that's amazing that's That's iowa Iowa. yeah Yeah. (laughs) she fucking she might as well kiss that glass because it was blessed oh that was a good that was a good jack and coke but that's what you used to get all the time. Yeah. So there was a time where like, I just completely quit drinking beer and just drank liquor. And then I kind of went, when I moved back, when I moved to Arizona back in 2016, I got, I was introduced to blue moons. So I went from drinking mostly Jack and Coke to blue moons for about two years. So, and now you are like 50, 50, your craft beer and the blue moons. Yeah. I would say every once in a while I'll have a Jack and Coke. Um, I don't really go hard that much with alcohol as like, like I used to, especially since like December, I pretty much have only drank maybe two times since new year's new year's. I got fucked up. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But there was, uh, when you were out here, that was in like October was probably the last time that I, before new year's, that I got like fucking just white girl wasted and then new year's. And then I haven't even barely drank since then. So, yeah, I, uh, I did drink too much when I was at your house (laughs) and that was probably the first time I'd been drunk in fuck like three years, I think. Yeah. It was a, it was a celebratory night. Uh, It was. uh, Yeah. That, well, that, that fucking, uh, that bar that we were at downtown Gilbert, uh, whiskey, it never disappoints. Whiskey no. row. No. Yeah. I've learned my lesson for next time though. So oh, yeah. I'm gonna be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it uh that's a cool place. I really didn't I really did think those two places were pretty cool. Um I don't think we got food at that one place, right? 
No, the problem with that. Okay, so the problem with Oso is it used to be a great food. The problem with it now is they added that kind of the big patio area. And now it's so hard because there's so many people there. Uh, so yeah. you have to be like sitting at a table or at the bar. If you're sitting way out back there, you really can't order food because they won't they won't they won't serve you food back there is the thing. So if you spend a lot of your time out back at Oso in the in the park area, you're not going to get food, which is where we were hanging out. It's a sushi place, right? Is that what you said? No, they have um, they have food that's like bar food, but they put a little bit of like some fancy stuff on it to make it cost like seven dollars. <laughs> that's the that's a place like they'll have like a, a hamburger, but they'll put a peanut butter sauce on it and make it, you know, 17 bucks, basically. Yeah, that that seems to be the new new thing to oh, do, yeah. right? Yeah. Add 20 cents of sauce on something and charge an extra eight bucks for it. Definitely. I certainly know I what your favorite food item was when I was there. Uh, you forgot about it. You did not shut up about it for like 24 hours straight. That steak at Longhorn. Oh, fuck. Jesus. I don't talk. I can't talk about it. I'll get the fucking meat sweats again. <laughs> um, God, that was one of that was maybe so Longhorn Steakhouse. People laugh because it's like mid level. You know, it's. You know, it's honestly, that was maybe the top three best steak I've ever had in my entire fucking life. That was, it tasted, it didn't even taste like steak. It tasted like you were biting into butter. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh God, Jesus. It was good. It was really good. <laughs> um, Look, I don't know. I'm not like a meat, a meat aficionado. I've only bought like a $50 steak maybe like twice in my life. And I remember every time I've eaten it, I'm like, well, you know. I don't know. It's it's good, but is mm. how much is it? Twenty five dollars to thirty dollars more good than like Texas Roadhouse or Longhorn or just making it at your house? Exactly. Yeah. So one of those nice steak places is you kind of get to say that you ate at that place. Is one of the the place where so there's um. My one of my favorites is the Brazilian steakhouses, which is where they bring the meat around to you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's about 50 bucks, but you get to eat as much of it as you want. That's really worth it if you fucking love steak and you can eat a lot of it. Um, if you're kind of just a picky little like if you just pick at the steak, don't eat there because you're going to waste that money. Um, Texas Roadhouse all the way. I would say. Of the middling, of of the middle steakhouses, I would say bottom is probably like your Applebee's. They're right on the border of low rent to middle. I would say that's the that's the rock bottom middle. And then like you go up above maybe like Longhorn or maybe a little bit better because there's like mom and pop steakhouses that are like not very expensive, but they're super good and they're high, you know. They put a lot of, it's not a, it's not a chain. They put a lot of, you know, extra stuff um, and it's not super expensive. I would say maybe like Longhorn, in my opinion, might be like the top of like the middle of steakhouses. But yeah, those super expensive ones where it's like a hundred dollars for a normal steak that's not as good as Longhorn. You're basically just going there to say you ate there. One of those situations. Yeah. It's like a special occasion type yeah. of thing. I just, yeah. or, go or like. Or it's like business people and it's on the company. One of those situations. <laughs> We're taking it out to impress the clients. You know, 
we're writing it off. That kind of deal. Maybe I just need to like go to an expensive steakhouse again just to see because I now that I've had more steaks, I've never had a steak at Applebee's. I or Chili's. I've never had one there. I always get a sandwich at those mm. places for some I'm a sandwich guy. I almost like sandwiches of any kind more than steak. I well, I don't know. I just I like sandwiches. I like the bread and all that. I was waiting to go to a movie a few months ago. So one of the first times I ever went to Chili's was like probably seven years ago. I had a steak. This is in, this is not in Phoenix. This is in a different town. And the steak at Chili's back then was actually like pretty good. It was decent. Problem is, a couple of months ago, I was waiting to go to the movie. So I decided, well, there's a Chili's right next to the theater. I'll just go in there. And I see they have ribeyes on the menu for not that much. So I was like, oh, I'll have a ribeye, you know. And I order it medium rare. It comes out. Somehow it comes out gray as if they <laughs> boiled it, but also super well done, like the meat. So it, it looked undercooked on the outside, uncharred, basically. But it was well, well done, almost like they boiled it or baked it. It wasn't good. Uh, really? It was it was bad in every way. And when you bit into it, it tasted like dog. Food. It just it had that mushy, that mushy feeling. Um, they must they have, may have actually, microwaved yeah, it. Was, they may have microwaved it. Honestly, now that you mention it, they may have microwaved it. It was not good. I've heard yeah. chilies, the chips and salsa is really good. I don't remember having them, but apparently they're really good. I've had from chilies, I've had fajitas that were really good. I won't say they were, I would say a mom and pop fucking Mexican restaurant is going to have much better fajitas, but the fajitas were passable. Uh, worth going there. That's what I'll say. It was worth it. You can't. He does. You can't beat a mom and pop Mexican job or like a family Mexican restaurant. You just you can't beat it. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially some of those mom and pop fucking Mexican restaurants have the best fucking tortilla trips. Like as if they were frying them. You showed up and they took them out of the fryer and handed it to you. Like I've had one. The freshest and best like tortilla chips at one of those places. But so to, to change the subject a little bit, uh, I <laughs> I came to a great realization the other day. So after work, I don't know if you had this experience. After work, I went to Costco just to pick up a few things, bottled water, energy drinks, you know, a uh, big, big bag of potato chips, that kind of stuff. Just little stuff. And I realized that I must be getting old because I walked into Costco. I went to go find their big, big box of the Kirtland brand uh, coffee pods. Yeah. And they, I found out that they had moved them. And then I looked for the bottled water. They were out of my brand of bottled water, which was the cheapest kind. And they had moved all of the water. So they were moving everything around the store where the energy drinks were, energy drinks were supposed to be. They had dog food now. Like where the chips used to be, they had something else there, like the pickles and all the relish and shit like that. And I realized I was, that was the thing that pissed me off most, probably <laughs> in the last like month. I realized I must be getting old. If this is the thing that gets to me, if they're yeah. moving shit around yeah. at Costco. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's anything to get irate about, but um, it's annoying for sure. Oh no. So they had, must have moved it all that day because there was a lot of people who were also pissed. I was venting along with other people about how they had moved the water and the energy <laughs> drinks and shit like that. So yeah, people were having, strangers were having full on conversations about like 
trading locations of items that they had seen to other people who were looking for things. So I had asked a lady if she had seen coffee pods and she actually pointed me in the direction like where they were now, that sort of thing. I have heard though that Costco will change around the location of things so that people aren't just walking in there, grabbing like three things that they need and leaving. They're actually walking around looking for things so that they can like, you know, pick them up. Accident- like, oh, I've never even seen that before. Yeah. Grab it. yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm sure there's a weird psychological science behind it. Oh, definitely. Are you a Costco person or are you a Sam's Club person? I mean, I prefer Costco. Don't have a membership currently, but um, mm-hmm. I love Costco. I recently bought one so that, so normally I go with either my, uh, they have the shared Costco membership. I recently got my own membership like a big boy, so that I could go if I needed to stop and get energy drinks or water like during the week. And this is the first time I actually went like during the week. I will say parking lot full of cars inside the store, completely empty. I <laughs> We were thinking, uh, me and a person I was talking to at work today, we were thinking that maybe it's the Snowbirds. They all parked their cars at Costco before they got on the plane to leave back to Canada. So Okay, they're just going to abandon their cars there. For six months, yeah, then they'll pick them up, basically. <laughs> How much is a Costco membership? I've heard it's $60 a year. The cheap one is $60 a year. Yeah, that's the one where you just get the card that lets you go into the store. Don't buy the expensive one. You're not going to use it enough to get the cash back, enough to pay for itself, make it pay for itself. And they'll try to get you like, oh, you can have the Costco insurance and you can have the Costco fucking miles and costco whatever it's all a scam just get the regular one just the regular one okay 60 a year is not bad no god i mean i think about how much you're spending for like netflix now or goddamn amazon prime amazon prime's like what 99 a year now or something like that 150 150 jesus i need to get rid of that shit i do not watch (laughs) amazon prime enough would you order stuff what's that do you order stuff No, I don't. So I'm not a huge, I don't, I like to go to the store and like, I have to try shit on or like I have to pick it up and carry it around the store for a little bit before I, before I buy like an impulse buy. I'm not an internet person when it comes to buying Uh, stuff. Yeah. Then it's not, it's worth it because I use it for shipping and my whole family shares my account. So there's Mm. being the shit shipped fucking constantly. Um, yeah, I got that my surprise renewal uh, this week. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that <laughs> <laughs> that one fifty just boop out of your account. Yeah, they just magic it out of there. Just like yeah, it's that's the thing. I don't use it enough for it to be worth it. And Wheel of Time just super disappointed me so much. Um, the cartoon Invincible hasn't come on, which I was hoping it would come on at least this year hasn't been on yet. So it's been about two years since that's been off. Uh, still waiting on a season two. So I don't know. I think actually the boys is Amazon prime. So if the boys does come back soon, I might keep it, but yeah, I have no idea. Well, okay. 150 for a year, 150 divided by 12. That's a little more. It's like $10 and probably what? 50 cents a month. Yeah. A little bit more than that. But so, I mean, technically it's less than Netflix and the other ones. So it just feels bad because you're paying it all at once. Yeah. And like, if you want to cancel Netflix, 
basically your month to month. So you won't get charged that next month. The thing is, if you cancel your Amazon Prime three months after you bought it, you you have it like you you cancel it and then, you know, you still have it for like nine months at that point. You just won't get recharged for it. So maybe you, I'll do that. Have because you I ever think I, have you ever canceled your Netflix? No, I've never I've not since uh they had the streaming only subscription that I I paid for. So I did get rid of it for a little bit. And then the streaming only thing, I started paying. But that was uh, f- over a decade ago. Yeah, I was so. going to say, <laughs> most people have been paying for it for that long because they're kind of like the original ones. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Have, okay, quick question. Have you watched, I know you're not the biggest true crime guy, but Netflix has this new show everyone's talking about called... Missing persons dead or alive. Have you seen this on uh, pop up on there or anything? It so it's one of those deals where when I'm done watching a show, that's either the first or the second one of the three to kind of pop up at me. But I'm guessing you didn't watch it. No, I haven't watched it yet. I'm not a huge watcher of Drew. Crow. I like to listen to it when it's funny. <laughs> but um, yeah. well, Small town I'll, murder, I'll tell you what, this might make you laugh. So everyone's like, oh, it's real. It's like Netflix recording with the cops right when they're investigating this missing person thing, right? And I'm watching it, and literally the first episode, right? And I'm like, okay, if this is real, like this is a live action of the cops doing their detective work, these cops are fucking terrible. And they are just like... Not doing their jobs at all. And I don't even think they know what they're doing. In the show, they're like touching evidence with their bare hands and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure most cops might wear gloves, you know, not to disrupt the evidence. I remember this is there's this one part, right? A section of, uh, let me just tell you what you think initially if you hear this. There's a section yeah. of carpet missing and it smells like bleach. Okay, what would you think initially? Uh, there's a dumped bloody section of carpet somewhere and along with probably wrapped around a body. Okay. So cops find this, right? Apparently yeah. the, the carpet that's been cut out is just laying outside in the front yard. Cause it's like white trash or whatever. They don't think nothing of it. They're looking for the suspect and then they come back and they're like, Oh my God, the carpet's gone. What do you do with the carpet? I'm like, are you are you fucking kidding me? You wouldn't have even looked at the carpet. If the carpet's cut out of this little piece of the house and it smells like bleach, you don't think the carpet in the front yard, you should look to see if there's blood on it. And now all <laughs> of a sudden it's missing. You immediately grab luminol. Yeah. I'm like, what? This is, I, th- I honestly think it's uh, the cops reenacting their investigation to try to make it seem real. Or people portraying cops, one of the two. Um, I there's a scene too where like the police chief's asking her if she had done X, Y, and Z for the case, right? And yeah. she's like, "No, I haven't had time yet." And just the scene before that, it is her sitting in church singing choir and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> "You didn't have time. They just had a whole scene of you sitting in the congregation singing your lungs out." What we? You didn't have time to call and ask for the suspect? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? It's just for that purpose. It's, you know, if the story's real, it's sad, obviously. But 
the way these people are acting is fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> That's yeah. It's well, it's funny because you watch like the TV shows, you watch like CSI or NCIS, you watch like the movies stuff where they have the, and they always do everything so perfectly. It's so fluid. Like on CSI, NCIS, they always walk into a room as if it's their own living room. They never like look around. They never like, you know, oh, what's this? What's this? They always walk straight to where the body is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, that's more unrealistic because in real life, you know, you don't just power walk into a room, you know, know exactly where all of the coffee tables and end tables were. So you're not going to bang your leg and shit. You look around a little bit. They just power walk right into a room. So, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things like the real police forces are made up of humans and, you know, it's not, not everyone's perfect. Not everyone's great at their job, I suppose. So like the, and the thing is too, you feel like watching all the true crime, like I honestly, all the true crime I've listened to, I feel like if I was like a police investigator, like a homicide investigator, I would do a pretty good job if you actually got thrown into the field with a real fucking corpse on the ground, trying to figure out like, okay, who was where, where are the bullets? Where are the casings? You know, draw the lines, all this stuff. You would be maybe kind of overwhelmed, you know, this is true. This is very true, but also common sense, even for anybody should be like, put gloves on if you're touching evidence. Yeah, put gloves on. If you see something that might have fingerprints or DNA, put it in a bag, that kind of stuff. Pick up bullet casings with the pencil or the pen, not your fingers, because you're looking for the thumbprint on the casing, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's just, I. this is why I don't think it's real. Um, mm. I don't know if you've ever heard of the first 48. You ever heard yes, of that show? Yeah, that's, that's a bit, yeah, everyone's heard of that one. That's yeah. like a real you know, it's happening while they're recording type of show. And I think that's what this is going for, but it, um, I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think it comes across that way. I thought it was kind of a mix of like when they do like the interrogation videos happening along with it. Maybe I'm thinking of a different, there was a show where they like actually are following the cops around while they're searching for trying to solve a crime or there's a missing person or something like that. Um, I thought it was the first 48. Maybe I'm thinking of some other show. Maybe I'm thinking of some other show too, but I I was pretty sure it's a mix. Did you ever watch Live PD? Yeah, I remember that. I used to love that show. That was great. Where they like hop around from different places around the country. Yeah, they're like, oh, fucking... Las Vegas is really heating up. Clark County, let's go. Let's go see there. Yep. And it's like there's a shootout while there's a police chase happening. It's great. I, I used to love that show. <laughs> um, sometimes you would watch the cops kind of do a little bit of illegal shit when they pulled some someone over. Like a lot of times you would see the cop like taking the dog to walk around the car. And the cop's not supposed to get the dog excited. But the cop basically like when the cop wants the dog to pretend like it smelled something, they like they jiggle the ball in front of its face and they, you know, get it to react. They're like, Oh, my dog reacted. It's like, well, yeah, you just threw a ball in front of its face. You know, that's what yeah. yeah. Well, that might be actual real PD. Um, sounds like something, some of them might do not all of them, but, uh, well, if they're doing it with cameras on them, they probably don't even realize they're doing it. It's one of those things. So can I tell you about the movie I watched on the plane? Uh, yes. so, you know, it's been told, 
I like found footage movies, right? Um, yeah. Good, bad, whatever. So I found one that is a found footage taken. The whole movie is shot from the ring doorbell. Um, like, obviously, I think it's an actual camera shooting it, but it's supposed to, you know, appear as if all the conversations are being recorded off the ring doorbell. Um, interesting concept, you know, very low yep. budget. Obviously, the acting wasn't, they're not fucking, what you would call it? They're not Johnny Depp, you know, but uh, it's not bad. Did it have the feel of like a pandemic movie? Is that maybe why they made kind of a movie like that? They well, basically just, only had like one or two people in the shot at the time. Uh, no extras, no anything like that. Did it kind of feel like that? No. What it felt like is just everybody and their mom has a ring doorbell or like one of those things now. Um, and yeah. I think what they're trying to do is, you know, everybody's I everybody like a big fear is to your ring doorbell goes off and there's a creepy person sitting there. Right. Um, yeah. I think they're trying to like get in capture that, that capture that feeling of fear, although doesn't really come across that way. Um, but wasn't uh, wasn't the movie Clerks like supposed to seem like it was shot like partially through like CCTV, like through the security camera? No, no, no. Am I thinking of a different movie? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's because it was in black and white. Yeah. Clerks is shot like a regular movie. It's just, yeah, black and white. OK. Mostly yeah. just about acting. Nothing really else. Um, yeah. Great movie. OK. There was maybe maybe Crash. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. I know there was a movie in like the early 2000s. That was had the feel of like it was shot mostly through like security cameras, that sort of thing. Paranormal Activity? Um, possibly one of those movies. Yeah, could have been Paranormal Activity, actually. It might have been that movie. Yeah, because that's all from like security cam footage in the house. Yeah, basically like the dad explaining like why he's putting up security cameras while he's installing it. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. 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 They're trying no, okay. to catch the demon in the house or ghost or whatever the fuck it is yeah i would say i think so i definitely saw the first paranormal activity and then the last time we were hanging out out here when you came over to the house we were watching that uh the next of kin movie and i haven't really seen the ones in between i don't know if they've like you know leveled off if they're getting better with age that sort of thing the next of kin movie I didn't really, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but definitely the ending, you were like fucking like your heart was beating. You were getting goosebumps kind of deal. Like, I know that's kind of like the horror, what you're supposed to feel like during a horror movie, but just how like you think that someone's dead, but then they run back and pick up the camera and run away with it. Yeah. Type deal. Yeah. I would say number one, two and three, pretty good. Uh, and then they kind of, you know, it's... <laughs> It's kind of up to the person if they think it's good or not. I would say generally they're very mediocre. Um, you know, it's funny, actually. My mom ended up getting a subscription to Paramount Plus, and I saw that on there, and I'd forgotten we watched that. And I booted yep. it up. I'm like, God, this seems familiar. And then I remembered we watched it at your house. Oh, yeah. It's like the <laughs> Amish or whatever. Yes. Yeah, they uh it was the Amish, but they were secretly a cult. They were pretending to be Amish, but they were actually a cult. Yeah. Who were yeah. using the internet to 
you know, find lost children, that sort of deal. Yeah. Bring them back to sacrifice. Them, yeah. Type yeah. <laughs> Throw them in that big hole. Uh, sorry if the spoiler, you know, <laughs> you would have watched it by now if you wanted. To yeah, watch. I'm but pretty sure they would have. Uh, the Paramount Plus, I actually watched, it came out this weekend, Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. I watched that movie. Not as terrible as I thought it might be. It got pretty good ratings. That's why I thought it, maybe it's not that bad. Yeah, so I I didn't, I was about to turn it off for the first 20 minutes. And then I came to a realization about 30 minutes in that this is actually written as if it was some like, like a, like a dungeon master uh, had actually like written it for his friends to play this game. And then I realized, oh, it's meant to be like this. Like this, you know. Um, and then one of the guys I work with was telling me that like, if you notice, it, I don't you probably haven't watched it yet. Uh, a lot of the, um, the non-main characters, like a video game NPC, they kind of sound like NPCs. Like the guards are very like one-sided, you know, they don't have a lot of, like you can't imagine them going home to their wife and kids. <laughs> That sort of deal. Like they live in that spot that they're guarding pretty much. So, so would you say it's worth a watch? I would say it's worth get yourself past the first 20 minutes and you'll probably watch it to the end. If you can get past the first 20 minutes, I almost, so I'm, I'm horrible at turning movies off after on Netflix, you know, Amazon, yeah. all that yeah. after 10 to 15 minutes, if I'm not engaged right away, but I forced myself to watch it. I forced myself to get through at least the first 30 minutes and I was glad that I so worth worth clicking on it, basically. Maybe not worth getting Paramount Plus for it, worth watching it if you already have it. So I don't have anything going on outside of Friday, so I think maybe uh, a lonely bachelor Saturday night, little Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> That's honestly since I quit drinking, I've had a lot of the yeah <laughs> a lonely bachelor saturday night so maybe i actually should not watch movies and get out and do something but yeah uh, people suck yeah <laughs> i'm great company by the way oh so to round this out i just wanted to finish with one thing i saw the most mesa arizona thing i think i'll ever see in my life All right. problem is a lot of people probably see this around kind of like where they live so i was uh i went to go get a monday morning i have the day off uh, I went to go get bagels at my favorite bagel place on my way back up north. I it's 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 this uh, 55 and up community called uh, Leisure World. And uh, you drive right by it to get back to my house from where the bagel shop is. And I saw a, uh, a larger, older lady riding on a rascal. The rascal had some Trump bumper stickers on it Hell with yeah. a large American flag like waving in the background, but also dragging on the ground <laughs> behind it. So, and I thought to myself, you know what? It was in the bike lane, of course. You know what? That is actually the most like Mesa, Arizona thing. Maybe you'll ever see in your whole life, especially this part of Mesa. There are some, for people who live kind of in the East Valley out here, there are some nice places in Mesa. I've been told by people on Instagram. There are some nice places. A lot of it's a dump, though, especially the part that I live in. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, that does sound very Mesa. Um, <laughs> I can't lie. I saw a lot of a lot of uh, Trump flags flying in the wind um, in Florida, which was oh, to yeah. be expected. Um, but there is uh, the Florida's governor is apparently trying to run for 
president too. According to the TV, though, Trump is like sixty percent for the yep. Republican candidate, and everyone else is very low. Supposedly, that's why he's doing all of the the anti-gay legislation. The Florida governor, he's trying to kind of boost his profile among, uh, like the right kind of deal. So that- he's doing a lot of like high profile kind of stuff. It seems like get his name out there a little bit. You know, get him talking about him on on the news. Do you think sort of the conservative candidates they're gonna that's gonna be their kind of they saw how it worked for Trump and then they're gonna you think they're gonna kinda copy him, you know, come in with infamous stuff to get your name out there? Oh yeah, that's definitely that is definitely the route right now. The problem is if Trump decides to to run again, I don't think anyone except for DeSantis is actually gonna run on the Republican side. So if Trump doesn't run, there's probably going to be quite a few people, you know, getting out there and trying to trying to run on the Democratic side. I don't really see anyone being allowed to run against Biden. Yeah. One of those situations they might have. They they might, you know, just to have a primary, they might sweet somebody up from, you know, who knows some some former fucking college football coach out of fucking Michigan or something like that. They might get one of those guys to come in and just kind of like run a little race against them, you know, to give the Democrats something to kind of, you know, talk about Oops. to give the Democrats something to talk about. But I was talking with my hand there, um, <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be much of a race. And then on the other side, Republican side, if Trump does decide to run, it's probably just going to be him and DeSantis, maybe like a third, a third guy who no one talks about. But yeah, if Trump doesn't run, I bet it's going to be another like nine person, you know, debate on stage. And they're all trying to kind of out Trump each other kind of situation. Yeah, if they didn't let Trump run on the Republican candidate and he tried to do a third party that would basically destroy their candidate by flat or, you know, fracturing their like voter base. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it'd, it'd totally be a bull moose situation. Definitely. He would torpedo the yeah, Republican vote, basically. Or he might outright beat the Republican candidate, you know, something like that. But in that situation, Biden probably wins again if if yeah. he does do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's whatever happens when they have either like a um I remember what's his name? Was it Ross? Pro who was the independent candidate when it was like Al Gore versus George Bush? Oh, Nader, Ralph Nader. Yeah, I think he, because he's more of a liberal guy, and I think he, like, suctioned a lot of the Al Gore votes out, and then that gave way to uh, Bush to get in there. Yeah, so Ross Perot, during the Bush Sr. Clinton kind of 1992 campaign, everyone blamed Ross Perot for sucking a lot of the, like, conservative votes and then Ralph Nader was blamed for sucking a lot of like Al Gore's votes away kind of situation, even though it's supposed to be a democracy where you get to choose to vote. You know, people think that if you don't vote for A or B, your vote's wasted. So America. That's why they, that's why they need a ranked voting system. God damn it. Um, but anyway, yeah, that will uh, that'll do it for us today. We just, uh, you know, some people like to listen to Phil and I's bullshit. I think we talk about pretty interesting stuff, pretty normal, everyday shit. We don't need to be conspiracy, whatever, every 
moment of our lives, but we will return next week. That much, I promise you. It's just, uh, you know what? We're human. Sometimes we got to take a fucking break. Uh, I needed a much, much needed vacation. I didn't think about my job at all for five fucking days, and it was fantastic. So, you yeah, know what? It's hot. It's hot here, and I'm getting old. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, kudos to the Mesa Costco for infuriating Phil. I just, if you work there, good job. <laughs> You sons of bitches. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. We've gotten a lot of great action Skinwalker two-part series. So thank you for that. We've also gotten some good suggestions. Uh, one in the past week uh, was actually so good that I'm going to make either a, a full episode about it or pair it with something else. So thanks for those suggestions. They are great. Keep them coming. Cody, you want to talk about your uh, Instagram? Yeah, you can follow me at Cody Zabub. I also, everybody who messages me or gives me recommendations, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, some of you guys got brilliant ideas, so thank you very much for that. Uh, the last thing we ask you guys to do is log on to iTunes, leave a show a five-star review. doesn't particularly matter what you say in the comment box. Just type something, hit five stars, hit submit. If you're a Spotify listener, it's even easier. You just hit five stars, hit submit, you don't have to type a goddamn thing, and it's anonymous. It's excellent. Thank you to everyone who's taking the time to review us on either one of those platforms or whatever platform lets you review. Thank you, everybody who's done that. Well, guys, uh, excellent chit-chat here. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs>